Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday, July the 12th. I am at Joel Pearl. It's time to get in the weeds here on Fightful Overbooked. Jeremy Lambert's with me as he always is. It's good to see you, Jeremy. How you doing? I'm well. Am I always here? Sometimes I miss shows. I might miss Friday's show, but I'm, I'm here today. Well, it's good to know that you might miss Friday's show. <laughs> no, I, was, I might miss Friday's show. It's valid. I think I did know that. I You're, told you this. Your 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 visage looks good. Your hair and your beard. It looks uh, you look good. Yeah, I, I, that's why I had to leave early on Monday. Uh, but yes, I I had to go get this this mange cut uh, to look good for my mother. And then I thought about just going clean shaven because she hates when I do that. So I was going to troll her, and uh, she and I decided not to because like I don't like being clean shaven. It's literally just to troll my mom, uh, but it's an inconvenience to me. So I didn't want to fully fully do that we're we're uh juxtaposed ju- i can't say that word joel you Juxt- write for a living no i don't I, it's all ai <laughs> that's, that's it's all chat articles yeah yeah that's a scoop for everybody i don't write anything it is all ai that writes my stuff i i give it a little bit of information i say google cage match learn how to use that and it does all the work for me it's honestly fantastic it's great juxtaposed yeah that's the word that i was looking for shutdown squares you're you're wearing all black i'm i'm wearing my brian danielson tribute shirt all white here i'm the baby face as as i learned on reddit i'm big time baby face on reddit and you're the heel no no jeremy i was a moron and my name was spelt incorrectly so i have that going for me is there going to talk about today should i just like pull this up this this reddit uh comment that uh Nobody else really saw. I saw it, and I thought it was hilarious. They pulled and... it down too. Like they, the the mods pulled it down. Oh, that did they? I didn't know that. Thread. So I went. I, so, okay, let's pull, let's peel the curtain back. <laughs> Jeremy, what Jeremy and I are talking about is. I got the in, comment. Hold on. I'll, you have the comment. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. It, it, it is it is specifically a, a Reddit thread that was up. It wasn't up for too too long, but it got enough traction. Uh, it was essentially someone asking about whether or not Fightful and Sean specifically uh, create toxicity in the internet wrestling community. Those were basically their words. Uh, When you get a thread like that, Jeremy, you're basically making your, you basically projected your feelings before you've even shared them. So uh, clearly people who were of like mind decided to say the same things. And uh, there was a specific comment that Jeremy brought to a few of our attention that uh, made him look great. So clearly he's in love with it. There was, so I saw this thread yesterday because I, I, 
all these social media things are terrible. I've done a social media Twitter rant before. Like we use them because it helps us. It helps us stay in contact, honestly. Like, do you know how many bookings we've gotten just from like reaching out on Twitter DMs and stuff? Like it really helps us stay in contact. For me as a news writer, it helps me stay up to date on like news and stuff. And Reddit is very good. I actually found a, a interview with Chris Jericho and Darby Allen this morning through the, the Reddit thread. Somebody posted it there. And then, so I went through it. So like, it's good for new stuff, right? But we know there's a lot of shitty people. Sorry, I cursed uh, within the first five minutes. Apologies, Joel. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, there's a lot of terrible people just on social media in general. So I saw this thread of like, does Fightful contribute to this? And I'm like, we all contribute to it, if I'm being honest. Like, we all contribute to it. Because everybody's going to take something the wrong way, no matter what. Like, I'm trolling a lot with my tweets and stuff but people are gonna be like oh you're such a toxic person with this i'm like man i'm just having fun on twitter don't take it serious but like when you do stuff like that sean you know he'd post the the wwe arena is empty it's like oh this is so toxic it's like we're having fun you just knock it off if you're gonna take it as negative and and be in you know oh, this is so toxic and everything then yeah you're gonna find the negativity in it but like it's our personal account if we want to make jokes and stuff, we're going to make jokes. So I'm scrolling through this thread and it's a lot of like, Oh, Sean arguing with people, uh, a lot of sour graps, discs. It's like, it's in the friggin' title of the show. They're going to like kind of nitpick and be jerks about things. Uh, like it's literally right there in front of you that they are going to be negative. Like it's there. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Just don't. And now their their show has turned into like a variety show with like impressions and stuff. I have no idea what's happening. They do a damn jukebox at the end of it. Like (laughs) Alex is getting these ideas to sing songs as wrestlers. Like if you take that shit seriously, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's it's just people are comments. I saw that their dolls off. There was a rare times on Reddit, Chatown Spurs. It was essentially why doesn't Fightful like WWE as much as me? So anyway, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. It's all it's all largely Sean related. Some Denise, some sour graps, and other stuff. Come across this comment that I screenshot because it popped me so so much, and I have it right here for everybody. I'm gonna read this out loud, but you can also see it on the screen. But for our audio listeners, you'll get the full comment. I unsubscribed and stopped following all of them for the same reason. Alex is the fan who gets mad where whenever what his idea of how a wrestling angle story feud should go doesn't happen. He gets mad about it and has some of the worst fantasy book book fin. I think that's booking okay. booking ideas. <laughs> Bookfin ideas I have ever heard. I couldn't take it anymore, and thanks to doing shows with him, Kate is the same way. Sean has become so sensitive and thin-skinned, he can't even take the smallest criticism. Joe Pearl is a moron, factual. Who and the is owner Joe Pearl? <laughs> RJ City called you Joe Pearl. He clearly <laughs> wrote this comment. <laughs> Joe Pearl is a moron, and the owner Jimmy is a libertarian who spent all the 2020 ca- complaining about our Canada's lockdown procedures because it was hurting his bottom line. The only one I like is Jeremy Lambert. <laughs> Okay, can we just let's back up one thing on this. My favorite part of the comment, believe it or not, is actually the Jimmy comment because what this dickhead doesn't realize is that Jimmy's bottom line went real finely up during the pandemic. Jimmy was just not enjoying the fact that, you know, 
his office wasn't open at the, in the, the office he worked in at the time. He since sold as part of that company anyway. I just, I love these dumbass comments that assume they know everyone's feelings about everything, especially the whole Kate's the same way. I'm like, I do a show with Kate and she is not like that on our show at all. It's a bit, you dork. Just, it's so. I was I was thinking I was thinking about this today of Jeremy. <laughs> I've posted like one time on Reddit, uh, like in in the past year or so, and it is I post when like people see the uh, uh, the Danielson meme and they they post that thread on reddit and they, they it's just a bunch of praise for me which i'm actually like popular on reddit i don't know if this is good or bad but i do think they like me on reddit um but i po- i'm just posting like oh yes uh like thank you i appreciate that hey alex is here hello alex <laughs> oh no Alex, do you listen to us normally, or did somebody tip you off that we were doing? Oh, I'm sorry if you listen to us normally, Alex. I apologize. If you're free, do you want to come on the show? Yes. By the way, come and like, review, come and rebut these comments. <laughs> yeah. If you're free, I assume you have the Streamyard link. Just pop on in, or I'll send it to you if you if you need it. Um, but if you're free, please please come on the show. Uh, yeah, I'm popular on Reddit for for some reason on here. Um, Grabsody was actually not spared too much in the uh, comments on there. So I saw the opposite. I saw people praising Grabsody and people saying for it was the-, the only thing that they watched on Fightful, and I was like. Um, all right, I get it. <laughs> For the most, like, yes, there were Grapsody's like praised more than anybody outside of myself. Um, but like Grapsody was praised, but there were a few people who were just like, ever since Will went to AEW, all they've done is praise AEW and don't say anything mean about it. Now it's like, no, That's Reg is true. over here calling ROH AEW dark and stuff, and he spent all day defending that take yesterday. <laughs> And on top of it, I'm just, I don't know. I, I, the, the Denise praise was hilarious because people were just like, yeah, Denise is great. And then other people being like, yeah, but she doesn't actually work on the site. She works there one day a week. And I'm like, so do most of the others. <laughs> uh, it's, so so what I was what I, what I, going back to my original comments of whenever is I was thinking about like when we're doing this show or when we're doing like any of these shows or when we're online and and bantering and tweeting and and stuff like i I, i'll speak for myself i can't speak for everybody i will speak for for myself here like it is very much a turned up personality and i think people for the most part like understand that thank you Pulowski. i hope you have a good day buddy um i think people for the most part like kind of understand that and when i tweet like it's very tongue-in-cheek trolley type type stuff because i just like to have fun with wrestling i don't take wrestling serious at all like i there's certain stuff that sure you're meant to take serious and whatnot but like it's professional wrestling you, you know what i mean like it's not it, it's fun we have fun with it but that's what it is it, it is fun it is a job hobby to a lot of us there's no reason to like to me, just be angry at any of this stuff because WWE or AEW is not listening to my ideas and and everything. Like, I think that's stupid if you actually, like, get legitimately angry at that. If you're emotionally invested, awesome. Great. Like, more more power to you. I I have been there as a fan. I think we've all been there as as fans. Like, that is is good. But if you're, like, actually getting angry over people's takes over this, just knock it off. So, 
it's very much like a personality for me, like turned up. Then like, I will talk to <laughs> my wife is very angry of, yeah, it's great until they fuck over Sami Zayn and she just quits WWE forever. She's so heated about this. So heated about this. Happy um, birthday, Sammy, by the way, donate to Sammy <laughs> for Syria. He's matching up to $20,000. <laughs> So like it's a personality turned up, and like you will you will see this in our on screen banter and stuff. And I might make fun of, of certain things, and I might poke fun at, at certain things and have fun with a lot. But then like if you actually like saw me interact with people off screen or in DMs and stuff, like you would just see that it's not a fully different person, but there's an actual human to a lot of us that you might not understand when we're just doing our wrestling banter and stuff. I, I'm not going to share exactly who, who all this is, but there's, there's certain people that I poke fun of a lot on this show. And it is all at Joel Pearl, for example, uh, and like, and it's a lot in jest and everything. And then I will message these people after the show or throughout the week and like we just have real human conversations and check in on each other and see how we were doing and stuff. But if you only see like our interactions on this show or on like public Twitter and stuff, you probably think like, do they actually get along? Is there real like issue here? Like, does he really not like this stuff? And like, yeah, it, it goes down to the level of like Joel and, and, you know, people we work with, but there's also level of like higher ranking people in legitimate professional wrestling companies to where yeah we check in on each other but if you just get public stuff you would be like wait a second are, how how friendly sean and saja shazza is a is a good example right like people like they, they hate each other and because they poke fun it's like they're actually friends i did tell everybody this but yeah it's so like just think about that when we're doing this nonsense that we do on on these shows and and in public uh public forums on twitter and stuff the only real real heat is is me and steve macklin okay <laughs> the only real beef that it, no i and again i respect the hell out of macklin i i talk about him on on shows and i'm honest but i'm also i, I i'm the first one to praise uh, who he is as a human being. And I'm the first, well, other than Sean, uh, the first one to to go out of my way to be like, nah, dude, dude is stand up. So uh, yeah, I, I, I think a lot of people get so invested in what they see on screen that that one to two hours a day, maybe a week, whatever it is that they see us, they don't realize that there's 24 hour, 24 hours in that day. And that, you know, once upon a time, I'll pull the curtain back when Jeremy and I were, were, were doing Twitch stuff. And when we were racking our brains on different content stuff, like there were nights where we'd be up until five in the morning, just chatting about everything going on in our lives. This is before I had a kid. This is before Jeremy got married. Like there was just just life stuff and we were in the middle of a pandemic where we didn't know what the hell we were doing with our lives uh professionally speaking in my case at least so yeah we on, on the air jeremy and joel is um different but dead. yeah that's right i'll pull that curtain it all <laughs> in the name of normalcy yeah kayfabe is dead okay in, in the name of of fightful being the toxic whatever you think it is I promise you it's not. And people come in, in, in like they, they come and go with their fandom too. You know, once upon a time, I used to talk about listening to sour graps while I like rage cleaned my apartment. And 
I don't listen as much anymore because a, it's a timing thing. And B, I just, I don't feel the same way about WWE right now. So I don't need that extra motivation to feel that way. Alex does a wonderful job, whether he truly 100% feels the way he feels about WWE's booking. That's, that's up to you guys when you watch a show and listen to his show. Uh, and, and sorry, Kate's there too. Uh, it's, 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 it's Alex's show. Uh, but my, my point in general is just like you, you take from what you get in fandom and you take from that with what you're watching uh, other people talk about as well. But at the end of the day, we're just a bunch of humans talking about a show we're not involved with. All this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, do we just fightful contribute to the toxic nature of, of wrestling, Twitter, or whatever? Again, I think we all in some way contribute to the toxic nature of, of wrestling, Twitter, because we all just kind of look at the negative of stuff and even if you are positive then it becomes like oh there's too much positivity and this is toxic as well i just think wrestling like social media in general and really just social media in general because you can find this in, on nba twitter as well just kind of sucks and so like just don't pay attention to a lot of that and i think that's where people go wrong is like this is what I, I, I can't stand about um, like the star ratings discourse is like people want to look at other people's opinion to validate their own or to argue against their own. And it's like, why are you looking for that validation? Why are you looking for that argument? Oh, I, I did a joking tweet, j- literally just a troll, Steven Jensen. Like that's that's half of my tweets. It's just to troll my friends on Twitter. But I was just like, Cody has to come out and be like, come on, crowd, come on. Whoa, let me tell you this story. Let me pop to the hometown crowd, Buffalo. Let me look around and everything. He's got to do all this stuff just to get a reaction. Like, you know what LA Knight does? He just says one word and he gets re- It is literally to troll Steven Jensen, the biggest Cody fan in the world. And for some reason, hates hates la night or doesn't understand the la night love that's why i made that tweet just to troll him that's it and then i got people in my mentions of like you're gonna turn everybody against la night why are you doing this why are you doing that like oh i agree with you the la nights that like people are just looking to like validate their own opinion or just argue with your opinion on this stuff it's like why why it's I'm not that important. Nobody in this space is honestly that important when it comes to, to that kind of stuff. Like we're just out here. Your opinion is just as valid as mine. Honestly, like I just happen to have this platform. We just happen to have this platform, but like, it doesn't make my, I'm not the end all be all, especially when I'm, especially when I'm just trolling stuff. Uh, Like, but, even if I give a match, hey, when you go back to star ratings, even if I give a match like four and a half stars, it doesn't mean anything. Like I'm just, I enjoyed the match. If you enjoyed it less than I did or more than I did, awesome. Great. I'm glad you found something in it that you enjoyed more than I did. I And if you disliked it, okay, that's fine. That's completely valid. Just don't look for others who honestly, who honestly like 
who who are we in the grand scheme of things? Don't look for us to like validate your your own feelings. CM Punk has this. I'm pretty sure it's like a still his pen tweet, which is hilarious. Uh, of like, don't take advice from people who like wh- whatever. Friggin' uh, Kate's in the chat. She'll know CM Punk's pen tweet, but it's like just don't take advice from from people who you you wouldn't uh, ask advice, give advice from. Yeah, yeah, something like that. My my favorite is uh. Uh, a Royce the Five Nine lyric on a song called Caterpillar, which is like, don't let people uh, stand next to you who don't want the best for you. It's like, yeah, that's how you should look at it with like opinion. If like you don't, if these people don't care about you and don't understand like what's actually going on in your life and everything, like don't look for them for any type of, of validation on things, especially if it's friggin' wrestling opinions okay if you want to talk to joel or i about actual life stuff like we'll care we care about people as as human beings if you were just like i'm gonna go to jeremy to get his opinion on roman reigns's title reign and whatever he says is 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 what it is like that's the the validation that i need it's like nah man like it's it's wrestling whatever you say is is good like that's all the validation you need on on this stuff honestly oh they're 20 minutes in and they're just talking about nothing they're not talking about wrestling really not. we're really not talking someone about in my YouTube, someone in the youtube comments is already like armed and ready with that one by the way speaking of the youtube comments leave a thumbs up here on the video if you haven't already because uh we're we're, we're in on one here while we get in the weeds and subscribe to us here at fightful over bucks overbooked we uh we usually usually get pretty pretty heated i guess no we don't we try depends what we're doing it depends what's going on uh and you can donate to super chat support us here five flover book all the money goes towards paying people not named joel jeremy or kate which uh that's just that's wonderful <laughs> oh joel joel's got heat and he's not getting paid for any of this I'm, I'm so much little... heat. you want to talk about this joel do we want to talk about this <laughs> now <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, I don't think I get paid enough for this job. Uh, no, <laughs> people are very well aware that I love this channel and that I spend a lot of time on it, both behind the scenes and in front of it. I uh, I want to see the success grow, uh, the success of this channel continue to grow, and I want to see our contributors find that success as well. That is like the be all end all to me is to be able to tell people about uh, who's who's here and who's like loving what people are saying on this channel so that's that's honest to god like i know now it just feels like i'm backtracking about the money comment but no i really do i love it when i get to see like anyone who's on this channel not named joel or joel jeremy or kate do really well that's my bread and butter um however if y'all want to give me money so i can go to israel that's a whole other conversation <laughs> i'm gonna start just skimming skimming money off the top and keeping it uh good for you jeremy yeah, Good for, for you. <laughs> <laughs> Treat yourself by <laughs> screwing others. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, uh, so I got more kids than you, Joel Pearl. I need to take more than you do. That's valid. My kids are younger. My kid is younger, though. Uh, so I got. So? Oh, okay. We'll we'll just hand you down all of all of our clothes and toys and stuff. Then you don't have to pay for anything. You'd be good. We 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 need all that money. For for what? For all of it. For for all of it. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. I live in a very uh, ice cream. Do you know how often this ice cream truck? I hate this ice cream <laughs> truck. By the way, 
hate it with a passion. I'm going to punch this do. ice cream person in the <laughs> face next time I see them. Because they learned just, one day. You're the biggest mark to them now. <laughs> they know. They're like, oh, 305. Here we go. Jeremy and the kids going to get them all. Yeah, let's go. They they learned that there are just like kids on this street, like just multiple kids on this street. Like the houses are just kids all over the street. So they come down here every single day, every single day without fail. They come down this street and they, they didn't come down until like last summer was the first time they came down. And that's when they learned, oh, hey, guys, there's a bunch of kids on this road. Oh, yeah, we're going to come every single day and it does not matter how often we tell these kids like no we can't get this every you know how expensive this ice cream stuff is by the way it's like 25 dollars for for all of this stuff you get the melted spongebob face where the gum isn't actually gum and everything the 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 ugly looking sonic and stuff ice cream is wrestling we need i need cm punk to come out here and start paying for my damn ice cream is what I need. If Punk really wants to get back to the wrestling community and do something kind for the wrestling community, he can come here, come here to Ohio, and he can start paying for all of this ice cream that all these kids want every single day because this ice cream truck doesn't stop coming here because it knows there's kids all over the street. I'm sick of this ice cream truck. I'm sick of it, Joel. I'm losing my, I'm spitting all over the damn place. I'm losing my mind over this ice cream truck. And every single time, it comes down this road and the kid's like, can we have the ice cream truck? Can we have the ice cream truck? Can we have the ice cream truck? So we got to buy the ice cream for like Walmart and be like, no, we have ice cream in the freezer. Go get one of those. Go get a popsicle out of the freezer. We cannot get this $10 damn ice cream every single time this ice cream truck comes down our road. All right. It gets expensive. We got to pay for other stuff. Fuck you, Mr. Ice Cream Man. I just got a message from the anonymous ITWGM saying, oh, this effing ice cream truck is the bane of my existence. So I guess the anonymous ITWGM has a similar story uh, to yours, Jeremy. Spit all over (laughs) my computer. (laughs) I was rolling there, rolling. I hate this ice cream truck with a passion. With a oh. passion. Hey man, you get any hotter, that ice cream's gonna melt all over the place. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right, what are we talking about? All right. Today? We'll start with Ryan Lambert with the super chat saying, Can't confirm Jeremy with a top tier Lambert. Love y'all. We appreciate uh, you. you're the best, Ryan. Appreciate we you. Appreciate you. Uh let's oh my god, there's yeah, there in another one for Ryan saying ice cream coming more than beer. That's true. We may as well get a little bit of wrestling in. You saw that promo on Monday. I want to get I don't want to get in the weeds on about it, but I want to talk about how ridiculous that promo was. I didn't I didn't like understand. So I saw part of it. I was actually doing an interview um Monday night during during this promo um PCP Crazy Manny, Crazy Effin Manny. I guess uh, that's going to air tomorrow on the spotlight. Uh, he was fantastic, but I was, I had raw on in the background while we we're doing this interview. And I, I looked up and it looked like something like CGI, like Sparta nonsense with, with like the fake rain with a uh, gender Mahal and stuff. It was super weird. And then I saw that, Oh, here comes what, what are they? What are they called again? Hit into share. They're coming again. Even though, like, 
they've they've been good on them for coming so much like you know that's they're well taken care of so that's always good but what are we doing here with them they have they literally have no idea they found out that like this pop this coming thing like pop pops for people and then it's like we're just gonna keep doing this this is hilarious and so that's just what they're gonna do i honestly respect it it's a funny bit to me it's a very funny bit and it's just absurd it's the it's emelina but it's into Sherilina. <laughs> it's it's it sure, yeah, into Cheryl Emelina. She's she's doing well too, Emma. That's been a that's been whatever. A she had a match. She doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's how many times you show up on TV, right? Yeah, yeah. Figure. Yeah. Shytown Spurs, by the way, on the ice cream front. It's all gone downhill since they discontinued Choco Tacos. I'm gonna <laughs> have to get ice cream today. Of just like for bit purposes to post everyone follow me on twitter please don't but i'm post can't can't uh just post the pictures of the ice cream be like look look everybody i'm a great stepfather i got i paid 25 dollars for all this ice cream me and the ice cream man are friends i'm gonna take a picture with the person in the ice cream truck a shaking hands coat of honor coat of ice cream you can't buy me ice cream man that's how it works. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a that, I mean that's hot dog man, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, such a good song. That's what I should do. I should actually throw. That's a waste of money though, just to throw it on the ground. That's complete waste of money. The you wife should- is over here messaging. I'm eating ice cream right now. What? It's baby. It is ten thirty in the morning. What are we doing out here? I mean, I had an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie for breakfast. So a, a, a cookie? Well, I thought you would say pancake. I misheard. What are we doing? Well, that would have been great. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, no, I just did you see Megabyte Ronnie is out here eating like pancake tacos? These things look delicious. Yes, they are. Uh, It's a it's a a food challenge up here in Canada. I was hoping that Ronnie would be coming around Toronto, but if he if he is, he's he's not coming like soon. But uh, yeah, he's he's trying to do some some content and I'm a big fan of that. So looking forward to seeing Ronnie's uh, YouTube content start to evolve in the eating front. I want some I want some tacos now. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Indu share. <laughs> yeah, sure. Indu share tacos. We got to pick one to talk about. I really like chicken tacos. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a tacos. You want to talk about tacos instead? Yeah, yeah. All right. Were tacos better than raw this past Monday? What happened on raw? I mean, that is a general comment made by most people. There was there was a fight backstage allegedly. It wasn't a fight. It just found it, it sounded like an argument between people about something that happened. And like I'm not going to speculate as to who said what to whom, but by the ways it sounded from the Fightful Select report, it was just like, yes, they got backstage, someone was upset about something, they yelled about it and then they went home. And that just sounds like the next day someone texted the other person and said Sorry, bro. And that was it. And then they hugged. And then they played the 90s full house music in the background as they made friends again. That's all that sounded like to me. 
Big fight. Who do you think? Who do you think would win a shoot fight between Judgment Day, Rollins, Owens, and Zayn? Dominic Mysterio will pull out a shiv, having been in jail, and just take everyone. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's the only answer I, I will accept. I got a frozen Reese's. This is my delicious. Oh, frozen Reese's are so good. Um, I've got, I've got, I've got one thing. This is for later. This is a uh, a Cadbury Dairy Milk bar with mini eggs in it. Ooh, that sounds good. That's good. That's that's for later. Now, Rhea, Rhea's not in this shoot fight. She she's not in it. She's uh, you know cornering Judgment Day. I guess uh, you know the other the other group has to get somebody in there. I guess Becky can can corner them but they they you know Rhea and becky weren't involved in the uh actual match on on monday okay so hold on we'll think about this logically uh priest was a was a bouncer before yeah. he started wrestling so he probably have a few uh, a few tossable moves he was also much bigger back then too because i think he said he was like in the in the late 200s in the weight category uh, he was a big dude when he started wrestling. Look up that he's this has been shown on WWE programming before, but like look at photos of Damian Priest when he was like just starting out in wrestling as Punishment Martinez. He was he was a thick boy. Uh, he has leaned out tremendously since then. But uh, that that's probably the the first guy I think about taking everybody out. Seth, Finn, Dom don't feel like fighters scrappers to me. Maybe Finn a little bit, but I think yeah. Finn. Finn, you think I feel like Finn is trained like some jujitsu grappling kind of stuff. Uh, that's that's possible. Who else is there? Who are we missing? Kevin. Kevin will just like he'll he'll just scrap, right? This seems very scrappy. I don't know if he has like legitimate combat training, but like I just seem like he'll go in there and just start throwing, you know? I don't even think he'd do that. I think he'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> just walk away just like his interview with uh sammy zane and alex mccarthy yeah. you're like that was shit's awkward i'm out <laughs> no he's not he, he's not gonna just like walk away if his friends are in a brawl and stuff like he's got he's got to be there for for his buddies <laughs> West side story style yeah rumble uh, me Norma sent us a super chat. What's up, partners? I like to use Eggo waffles as bread for a breakfast, Sammy, with eggs, cheese, and bacon. Oh my god! WWTV is poopy with Vince McMahon back. Excuse, excuse my language. No, you're fine. Uh, that actually that sounds like a delicious breakfast sandwich. By the way, Eggo waffles with cheese, eggs, and bacon. That sounds good. It does sound good. Yeah, uh, that sounds really I, good. I get it. You know, I, I do feel a certain way week to week when it comes to Raw. I don't place all the blame on Vince, but he certainly, if he's changing things at the last minute like he was for quite a while for the last couple of weeks, um, yeah, some of those things are, are stupid. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not down on WWE TV as much, but obviously, you know, it's subjective entertainment. So if you're not watching, that's fine. You're supporting us here, and we appreciate that very much. Be enormous. Thank you. I don't think I don't think Raw has been like bad or anything like the problem problem i have with it is the problem I, I think maybe a lot of people have with it is that like three hours is just a lot it's just a lot to take like smackdown is just much more digestible for me because because it is just one hour less like three hours is just kind of long and it's tough to like keep attention for that long like i i don't like long movies things like that I prefer comedy shows over like drama shows because they're a little bit shorter. It's just 
it's just tough for for three hours. But I don't think it's been like bad. Some of it's just been like, eh, not not a whole lot's happening. Like there's not a lot of engaging uh, to me. But overall, it, it's not as unwatchable as it was during like dark days of yes. like like pandemic time. I understand no crowd and everything, but even like before the pandemic, there were some rough episodes. It coming out of the pandemic too. It was like, man, some of these episodes are just rough like they, there's nothing good the crowd's not there crowd's been like pretty engaged for most of these shows which is which is helpful some of those 2019 raws became a uh, a fight between who was more sour that week alex or sean because they would absolutely tear that show apart uh by the way i love speaking of raw things that i'm enjoying on the show uh the alpha academy segments and uh. I get, listen, I get it that if you're a War Machine fan, if you're a Viking Raiders fan as they are now, and you expect more from them and and, and being maybe a bigger group of, of star tag team wrestlers than they used to be, I get it. Don't get me wrong. On its head, as they're performing, as they're doing this right now, this stupid letter jacket storyline that they've set up with Alpha Academy and the Viking Raiders is so 1995 Monday Night Raw, and it's so hokey and so stupid that I love it. I laughed so hard with, like, you've got Otis putting on the jacket like he's Chris Farley of the van down by the river. He knew what he was doing. He knew that's what he was channeling. Uh, It was just, it was a fun, silly, stupid segment. They're fighting over a jacket. Guess what? It's happened before in wrestling on the WWF programming, no less. You know, they've they've done that with the Hart Foundation. People stealing jackets. Let's go. So uh, what I'm saying here is that if you like Bret Hart, you (laughs) love this story. Okay? I don't want to hear otherwise. What do you think of this? I, I love it. I, like it is the kind of just like silly comedy thing that that pops me and it's not offensive or anything and th- so that so that's the one thing and it, it they make it entertaining and that's the biggest thing is like Otis is amazing like he's hilarious Chad Gable I've been singing his praises for years uh, as far as like personality wise and I'll always reference this until the end of time when breeze and and woods would do the like the original battle for the brands of on up up down down this was like during pre-pandemic during pandemic whatever whatever it might be uh when they would do that they would have like the wrestlers like do little like cut in promos for them uh to to hype the matches on their little on the battle of the brand smackdown versus raw video game because they were using the real the real wrestlers gable was so good in these so 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 good so entertaining just like selling this video game match and so and that's when i like really took a notice of like oh gable is so much more than just like a really good wrestler like just like wrestling machine type of guy like there's a lot of personality to him and i'm glad he's gotten to show it more and more through like the the alpha academy stuff because he's very funny in these segments maxine plays her role very well and viking raiders are, are good to their super serious tough viking type of thing that you know okay we want the the jacket now we're just gonna make your life miserable almost like the bullies in high school even though the people with the jackets are usually the bullies in high school so it kind of has that that little vibe going on to it i think it's great and you, you mentioned like if you're a war machine fan like i get it like if you're a War Machine fan, bless you. That was a great team in ROH and New Japan and everything. That was like 
six years ago. It feels like they've been dating WWE for a very long time. And like, if you couldn't accept the street profits, uh, thing that they were doing the uh what what was what the, the, the Catalan. yeah like if you like couldn't accept that like that stuff that that was basically all right this ain't this ain't that war machine then yeah you're probably not going to be able to accept that and at that point like you just got to move on and just understand it's just a different it's a, di- a different universe right also, like you can go ahead. sorry sorry I'm, I'm i'm only cutting off to like remind a lot of people that if everyone is serious on your wrestling show, then nobody is serious enough on your wrestling show. You need this. This variety is helpful. This variety is is exactly, honestly, what what pro wrestling has been built on since 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 not since inception, but for God, thirty plus years beyond WWF. Back in the territory days, there was always an entertaining storyline that people would remember or entertaining characters that weren't super serious wrestlers. This stuff is in the undercard and it gets people laughing and it gets people enjoyed because guess what? Your world title segment is probably going to be super serious unless you're currently MJF. Yeah, Seth Rollins oh, is right? coming out here with friggin' buffalo wings. wings. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but, but when he's challenged and when he throws down, he, he becomes serious. Things change. Uh, so that's kind of my, my feeling, but yeah, it's, it's a feud. It's over a jacket, which yeah, it's silly, but like, you're still laughing with these stupid segments. Come on, take a jacket. I, I love Gable and Otis. I, I, they're, they're fantastic. I love both of them. I actually want them more involved in like, I want them doing stuff with seven uh sammy and kevin we're bringing dustin Rhodes back to the (laughs) fed and he's gonna reprise his wcw yes let's go (laughs) i think they can they can like really play off of each other in in a fun way and i think like kevin and sammy could bring out like a more serious side to them as well after they do a little bit of like comedy stuff i i do want the best for gable and otis i think they're they're fantastic and they deserve uh they deserve like these these segments and just like the television time and everything and i understand the people who get mad at like oh they're like this is what they're doing with their tv time chad gable should be this great wrestler who just wrestles everyone to to death and just grapple fucks them and everything like yeah there's a spot for that and stuff but like He's doing. He's doing this. He seems happy with it. In all the interviews, he could be lying. Who knows? But like, he's like, I love working with Otis. Like Maxine has been great. Like, and I'm getting TV time off of this, and I'm making the most out of the TV time. Sami Zayn is a great example of this, right? Of like, he's doing the stuff with with Jackass. He's doing the stuff with Knoxville. People are like, why is Sami Zayn doing this? He's so much better than all of this. It's like, look, there's only so much TV time to go around. Not everybody gets tv time not everybody gets prominent television time like you might just have like a one minute thing backstage you might just be doing like a a squash match you might be getting squashed like that might be it but like if you're getting like this kind of tv time like it's clear that they trust you with this kind of stuff it's clear that they have some faith in you with this kind of stuff and all right maybe it's not what you think i should be doing but like i'm gonna make the best of it and i'm gonna have fun with it and the hope, and it doesn't always work out this way, and it sucks when it doesn't, but like the hope is that, hey, if I prove myself in this position, they will give me 
a better position. And it does suck when it doesn't like always turn into something where it's like, Hey, I've proved this. I want something more. And they don't get something more, but for right now, enjoy it or you don't have to enjoy it, whatever. Uh, but like for right now, I'm enjoying it. I'll say that like, I'm enjoying what Gable and Otis are doing. And I look forward to when they were working with, uh, um, Maxim male models. And I wish they'd get a little bit more TV time on there as well. Cause I think they knocked it out of the park with a lot of that stuff. Uh, like when they were doing that, like, I enjoyed a lot of that stuff. It's just fun, campy nonsense on WWE TV, which there's a spot for that. Also, I'll point out in the chat, someone's saying Vikings steal stuff to prove a point. Yeah. And what do you steal from, from the Alpha Academy? You steal their prize Letterman jacket. Yeah, it's a fight. Listen, are they arguing they're over pillaging. a pillaging? Yeah, they're pillaging. Are they arguing over a jacket? Yeah, but what's their most prized possession? It is the silly jacket. There you go. And then you got, I think it's great. You got Michael in the chat, Michael uh, Dammit saying, personally, I'd like to see Thea Hale with Alpha Academy, the Maxine Dupree. Honestly, I'm fine with cocaine sentience Thea Hale being on NXT with Chase U, doing the Chase U thing for now. She's young, she's talented, she's got so much time left. Maxine's fine. I love the idea that Alpha Academy is taking someone who is not traditionally known as a wrestler. And they're, quote, transforming her into a, a wrestler. Whether or not it looks good, that's another thing. But it's fun. It, and I like it. Uh, and Grapple, Grapple Fox is going to be the name of your OnlyFans. It, what, what am I doing on my OnlyFans? This, this doesn't feats? sound great. Is it feet? It's feet. I mean, I'll show my feet right now if we get enough. So I got no socks on. My feet aren't, like, pretty or anything like i don't feel like anybody actually wants to to see them i don't have good looking feet I'll, I'll be honest with everybody if you're into like ugly feet then i'm i'm your man kate saying let's not do all the things vikings did well that's fair <laughs> but if we're gonna steal stuff that's a viking staple. that's good enough <laughs> could you imagine the, the creating the creative room just being like all right what can they do and like well what do vikings do it's like well they can't, oh, can't do that they re- no we can't do that oh billage billage they do the third thing billage, like, yeah. all right number three ain't bad there we go sexy questions <laughs> with oreos for your only i can fans. do that yeah, i can do that i don't i don't have any oreos nearby otherwise i'd you know give a give away a free preview for for everybody here you could, do con- you could do content with ali at that point not not sexualized content but ali the bunny does uh used to do oreo uh tastings on her youtube channel Ray- rating ice cream from the truck on grapple flux in front of the truck you go with your camera you buy the ice cream you rate it in front of the truck and then you just throw it back in the truck afterwards <laughs> i can do that that's actually that's not that's not terrible i like that i like just that angry angry ice cream reviewer right here jeremy lamb <laughs> no one would subscribe to this <laughs> people subscribe to some weird stuff jeremy come on yes but but no nobody nobody's subscribing to, to any of the wrestling on boats is good for the the viking writers they should like beat people with like canoes and oars and stuff that would be hilarious i'm all for like that kayaks would be a little easier to transport canoes are very heavy they're fiber they are they're vikings though they're big strong vikings it's mm, fair they can they can just you just shoot some cinematic stuff i do want you know what we need and i know they've done this before um they did they did it with gable um it was who was it gable otis or in riddle i feel like there's a the the uh, quiz bowl 
thing. We need that with the, the Viking Raiders. We need the quiz bowl back. That rule that I want the Vikings in the quiz bowl. You do. You know what you do? You do a WWE cruise to, to take over the Jericho cruise, and the Viking Raiders are the, uh, the cruise directors, the fun directors. <laughs> Every day they're like, 5 a.m., wake up. It's workout time. 6 a.m., we're going to pillage the island we stop at. They they need the, the Viking Raiders to, yeah, take over the, the Jericho boat and just start, I don't know if it's it's safe to like toss people, toss people off of the, the boat. It, it but... is not. I can tell you it is very much not okay. <laughs> In a safe, fun, we're shooting this, haha, kind of kind of way. I don't want anybody to actually, you know, be harmed. No humans were harmed in the takeover of the Jericho cruise. Buddy, right. it's the seventh deck on most of these ships. That's still a far jump. It's have you seen down. have you seen this death trap on the sea that, that they're promoting with like 20 levels of stuff? Oh yeah. I, I think Pulowski posted that. And he was like, if ever a time for a sea creature to come up and you know, <laughs> I never and my response was like as someone who's worked on cruise ships, that is my sleep paralysis demon. Working on that ship, even though I worked in entertainment, where like my times were set as like you come on, you work the pool deck during the afternoon, and you play the bar at night. Like that was an easy gig compared to what a lot of people on cruise ships do. But like that many people where you don't get tips is yeah, I don't want to hell. That's I don't it. like people that much to be around like that many people on this big old boat. It's I'd be so afraid of just like someone falling and everything like that even, looks absurd. I don't, I don't even care about the falling Jeremy. I care about things like norovirus. I care about getting sick on that ship because again, having had the experience when first of all, when some one person gets sick, everybody gets sick and it's not fun especially noro where it's it, it is a very un- i've never had it but it's a very uncomfortable experience now do it on a cruise ship where you are stuck and you can't go anywhere but you're going everywhere it's not good yes that that thing looked horrifying there's like slides and stuff oh, nah that's, that's i think i've been on like one cruise ship when i was younger and it was only a couple stories and I was young. I don't even remember it. I don't even remember the experience. Kate's asking about uh, Kate's asking about which cruise I, I worked uh, in 2012. I worked for Princess Cruises, and then in 2016, I worked for P&O Australia. I was over there. Uh, Australia was a great time. I, I hated the drummer in the band. So did the rest of the band. The band collectively hated the drummer. Unfortunately, the drummer was also the band leader. So we got lucky because not only did the rest of us not like the drummer, so did everyone else in the entertainment department because the drummer was a misogynistic piece of garbage. So it was a whole thing. It wasn't very good, but uh, the experience of going to Australia and meeting the people I met and working with, you know, three quarters of the band I was with was fantastic. Uh, And then, yeah, the 2012 ship was physically bigger. We were like in Asia and then in Alaska, which was fun. Uh, I've done a lot of really cool work traveling that's that's kind of like my my bread and butter is if some people take really cool vacations i take really cool work trips when you were in australia did did you play pokemon go was it around then i don't know i i don't know what year this was you just said years ago 
It's been around for like seven years. So my, I'm trying to think when my wife and I first started dating, Pokemon Go started one of our like first cheap dates was like, we had dessert and did a walk around playing Pokemon Go. But like, that was years ago. We've been, we've been together for, so it started in 2012. It was 2012. No, it started in 2016, 2015. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Do you have a Genghis Khan? No. Was that really what you were trying to get to that joke for? It's not a joke. This is a, this is a serious question. I'm going to put this out there nope. right now. Okay. So there's like a thing. You need like a Kangas Khan. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what the joke was on, on this, Joel. Like is Kangas Khan funny? Um, I thought maybe it was a rare thing and you were just getting to the punchline about one. It is a rare thing because it's only in Australia apparently. So like it's very rare, but like you need it to complete these missions and I'm trying to get one so I can complete the mission on here. So if you're in Australia and you got a Kangas Khan, please let me know and I will trade you something for it. I'll see I'm if I can find all something. my Australian friends. I'm like, hey, you play Pokemon Go? You got a Kangas Khan? Can I get this? Just talk to Justine. She's got plenty of time on her hands. I did. Right oh, did you? I did. Talk Listen, to Shaza. <laughs> talk to Shaza. Yeah. Just talk to all the uh, the Impact wrestlers who went to Wagga Wagga. Just be like, hey, which one of y'all play Pokemon Go? Don't 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 bullshit me here. What's going on? I'm gonna message. I'm gonna message Macklin. Like, <laughs> hey, hope you're he- healing up. By the way, when you were over there and healthy, you play Pokemon Go. Uh, he's gonna be like, no, but Deanna does. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'd be hilarious. I think that would just be the bread and butter of all things. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, what else? Is there anything else from Raw that really stuck out to us? Uh, they they did the Judgment Day fights. They did the Alpha Academy thing. Cody Rhodes came out and cut that promo where he said Brock Lesnar doesn't want to come to Buffalo. And I'm like, that's relatable. Nobody wants to come to Buffalo. I didn't get much heat out of that. I got heat from two people. One being Mike Straw, whom I love, so it was okay. And the other one being Ella J, whom I also love, so it's okay. They know they know that their city is not great. Come on. What do you think of the promo with Cody uh, wanting to fight Green Inks and Ham style Brock Lesnar? He compared Brock to student debt, right? Like, it's hard times, is- baby. This is this is what what Brock is. Look, man, if Cody's gonna eliminate student debt, then I'm all for Cody. Let's go, let's go, Cody. I'm on your side now. If if your if your goal is to take out student debt, I'll vote for you, old old Cody Reynolds. Uh, shoot names out here. I'll, I'll I'll vote for you if you're gonna take out student debt. Like it was fine. Like we know where we're going. I love that way. It's like I'm gonna finish this chapter that you started for no reason. It's like, yeah, he just kind of like attacked me. He got mad because because uh, Cody was the main event and he had to go on first, right? That's why he got mad. Is, yeah, th- th- yeah, that's been the whole story the whole time. And people are just like, why aren't they calling us this? It's like, well, they did. They literally told us the first week. You had no reason. You though. had what's his face, Corey Graves, being like, I was told by people that Brock Lesnar's angry that Cody Rhodes got the main event at WrestleMania, and then I, he got people on every tom dick and pundit as i call them being like what's the story here we still don't know and i'm like the story was told to you you just don't listen to commentary while you're clickety clacking your ratings reports none of this is important louis said louis has told me he's got a couple of kangas cons oh here we go here it is i need to i need to uh initiate a trade 
with you, Louie. This is the important stuff. Wrestling doesn't matter today. Wrestling all right. No. <laughs> Got to make everyone happy in your family. That's what, that's yeah. all that matters here. Yeah. That that this is it. Why does Joel's pundit voice Paul Heyman? <laughs> if I may have another volley, sir. <laughs> that's not bad. That's not I bad. Sure I could do better with a little time. If I, if there's one thing I can do, it sounds like an obnoxious Jewish man, Jeremy. <laughs> Um, uh, Cody, yeah, if he wants to eliminate student debt, awesome. Like, let's let's go. Let's uh, we're getting Cody and Brock at SummerSlam. I think it would should have been it would have been much better if Brock actually like showed up and attacked him on these shows. I would have much preferred much preferred that instead of like Brock still just isn't showing up. The one time he showed up, he got the Cody cutter, and then like he just he ran off and everything. Where's the adversity? from Cody. I'm not feeling this being actual adversity. Not feeling it. No, please stop the adversity train. I want to get off. Student debt is actual adversity, by the way. That's real adversity, not a wrestling match. People who are 20, 30, $40,000 in debt so they could get an education and they're being screwed over by the system of like, we're going to pause it. We're going to end it. We're only going to end it this much. Now we're not going to end it because the court says we can't end it. That's actual adversity, not fake wrestling. But what you're saying is the only way to overcome Cody's adversity is not to beat Brock Lesnar. It is about Cody wiping out student debt. I, I wish Cody would wipe out student debt, like actual student debt. I wish he would. Could you imagine if he comes out and does the Dave Chappelle skit, the yeah skit? <laughs> That'd be hilarious, honestly. <laughs> that's one of the best, best sketches. My favorite Chappelle sketch that's like kind of under the radar to me. Um, there's somebody said somebody said busted titty is, is adversity. That's actually true. That's real adversity. That just makes me think of uh, brutalities, who's in the the spotlight chat a lot. Great, great shout out great to yeah, shout out to brutalities. Um, my favorite Chappelle sketch, and I've, I've tweeted this because like this is how my brain works when I when I see the discourse on Twitter, and uh, I am like, oh, should I jump in and like say something? Should I give my thoughts on this? Are my thoughts that important? It's the like three minute stand-up special that he does he's like they i got a new stand-up on comedy central but they only give me three minutes and he spends like two minutes and like uh 40 seconds just like the walking to the stage he's dapping everybody up and everything gets on stage like i ain't got a lot of time left y'all want to hear my thoughts on the war y'all want to hear my thoughts on bush all right well and then the buzzer goes off like, that's all the time i got thank you everybody and what like that's how my brain works when i think of like looking on twitter as i'm like y'all want to hear my thoughts on on the young bucks y'all want to hear my thoughts on roh nope out of time i'm done i ain't giving my thoughts on any of that stuff moving on with like that's my favorite Chappelle sketch i know the, the big ones that stand out and everything that's the one my brain just like always always comes to what about you joel let's talk about Chappelle show sketches new tupac is always going to be my new my favorite one. Though yeah. in the club just my favorite and i know sean's referenced it a hundred million times but like i just i love that segment that's a good one um by the way came the chat saying the loser of brock versus cody shot to pay off student loans you know what I, that's one time i need brock to win because brock yeah. is a much richer man and will do 
far greater things with far more money than uh, Cody Rhodes would. Uh, Cody, listen, if y'all think Cody ain't running as a libertarian in, in 2038, I don't know what to tell you. He's out here giving stump speeches every single Monday, and y'all are just like, oh, I love him so much. Shytown Spurs sent us a super chat saying, you guys are hockey people. I've checked out of the Hawks, the Blackhawks, since the major scandal. How good is this Connor Bedard guy supposed to be? Jeremy, talk about it. Uh, he's supposed to be really good. Like, I, I've watched some of his highlights in juniors and everything, and he's, like, setting junior records and everything and whatnot. Like, I, you know, you never know how this is going to translate to the NHL, right? And he's not going to be playing with as good of players in the in the NHL, like the Blackhawks just don't have a great team, and he's gonna be playing against better players, more um, uh, with, with uh, more developed players, like skill wise and physically and everything, better goalies and every, whatnot. But like, I expect him to be really good. I don't know if he'll be as good as like McDavid because McDavid feels very generational, and I don't know if we're getting like two generational talents within like six years of each other. But he's he he's got all the talent out there so i think he's gonna be really good if but he's, he's so, in chicago like yeah, fuck he's, he's stuck if, if he's if he's so good why isn't he playing in any summer leagues <laughs> he could be playing in a local beer league and nobody knows that's the best part in like middle of nowhere canada where people are just like oh connor hey go go enjoy that game and have some teams after the show hey what what was that that was a canadian that was a very very traditional east coast canadian you're already Canadian. What are we doing like fake Canadian accents from a Canadian for? I'm a Toronto Canadian, so it's a little different for us. We like have proper enunciation. So you're making fun of every other Canadian who isn't Toronto in? Every chance I get, yes. What's your what's your uh least favorite major city in Toronto or in uh Canada? The guy who's who's from this comment right here, it's it's absolutely Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Is Nobody, Hamilton a major city? Legitimately Ham- asking. Hamilton is kind of considered a major city. It's forty five minutes away, uh, but it's yeah, it's 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 not great. It's not. I, great. I only know I only know major cities from like hockey towns, right? So like Montreal, Vancouver, Toronto. Quebec doesn't have a team anymore, but like I I think of that. They used to. Right, exactly. So, like, if it if it doesn't have a hockey team, I just assume it's not a major city. Calgary, Edmonton, like those are the the major cities. I think I got all the uh, uh, Canadian teams out there. Uh, but like, yeah, if it doesn't have like a, a hockey team, Winnipeg, Winnipeg has a team. Um, if it doesn't have a hockey team, I don't consider it Ottawa. That that just they don't count. Let's be honest. Uh, by the way, Quebec is a province, but there is Quebec City, Quebec. Yes. I don't know. City, province, you guys are know. weird. This is, this is something kind of Spurs stuff. in the chat was saying Quebec is a province. And yes, Quebec is a province. But uh, yeah, that's, that's that. Uh, there is a Quebec City. I've been there. I was there for like an eighth grade graduation trip, I think. Something like that. Fun time. Um, I don't know. I It's... I'm not great at having visited my own backyard, in terms of travel, I, I like Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa is where I grew up. I've been to Calgary. I've been to Vancouver. Um, 
have not been to Saskatoon, the site of tonight's AEW Dynamite, where if Kota Ibushi decides to make his debut in, in Saskatoon, that's going to be a real moment for me. Or Regina. I've never been to Regina either. but uh, That's not a real place. It's not. It's really not. They're, those 2,000 people were all from Saskatoon. They just made a road trip to like an undisclosed Area 51-style location in, Sask- in Saskatchewan. That's all it was. By the way, um, if you are Calgarian and you want to go to AW Collision this week, I I read that uh, so right now it's Calgary Stampede and that's a really busy time to be in Calgary. Um, in the insofar that around the Saddle Dome where they're doing Collision, there is a, a big fair and a big like celebration. It's kind of like if you're in Toronto and you want to go to a concert at the at the uh, amphitheater and then the X is in town, the exhibition. You can get in with your ticket to the Stampede. Uh, with your collision ticket. So if you have a ticket to collision, you can get into the Stampede grounds and you can go and hang out at the Stampede grounds before going to collision, much like in Toronto. You can get into the X with your random concert ticket that you're going to that night because uh, you have to get through one to get to the other. So uh, if you're if you're going or if you're thinking of going, there's your idea. And I think tickets are like 25 bucks now. So and, and like the tickets for Stampede are double that. So there, there's your in for, for Saturday night activities. Look at Joel shilling the the AEW product and the the Canadian product out here. You get that? Is that check in the mail? Did Tony I, Tony send you that check? It was a it was a DM directly from Tony. It was CC'd Will Washington. Some reason Serpentico goes on this. Not RJ City though. I don't know what's going on. But RJ City doesn't like you, so I can't blame him. Really yeah, me neither. He he had to deal with my ass for so many years in this in this city. I don't know how he did it. See each other at all the shows just like hey how you doing he'd be like Fuck you <laughs> okay <laughs> see you next time bud you pissed him off last week asking me to send him an unsolicited dm to get him on the show and now he's angry at us he i think i think rj city is just upset that our our show does better viewership than stuff he posts on his channel on youtube Oh, on his channel, sure. I was about to say it doesn't. I mean, hey, hey, EW is like dead because uh, uh, MJF burned the set. I'm pretty sure that set gets destroyed. So. That's got to cost a lot of money to replace that uh, very expensive set every single week. Who's going to break the on-air sign this week? Uh, who's on the show this week? Do we know? We don't know yet. Oh, can he just have Danielson back on the show? That's all I care about. Send him a DM. I, I got so many headlines after that. Can you just like have this person back on the show? That's all I want. Is this a bit? This RJ City was a rich house cat in a past life because I really like that that comparison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Don't defend Hamilton. I thought A Shock was AI. Isn't that what we determined? A Shock is AI. Like yes. that's a yeah. A Shock, if you're not AI, donate a super chat right now. <laughs> All of you. That's how we know. We, we know that you're not AI if you donated a super chat right now to this show. Oh, man. Yeah, maybe our set. I should just get a green screen and just be flames coming up. That should be that should be my set now for this show. Things on fire. I, I will not work myself into a shoot of setting something on fire. Around Please don't. Please. Please. No, that, that will not go well. I've worked myself into multiple shoots on this show and gotten my... Gotten, uh, myself into like bits that i had to cash in on but uh doing anything fire wise will will not be 
one of them. Will not be one of them. Before we talk about Nick Wayne, I want to bring up two things from WWE, and then we'll shift over to AEW. Uh, first one, Judgment Day is fine. Uh, they're clearly all they're all best friends again. Nobody's arguing. Finn came out at the beginning of Raw, and then by the end of the night, they were hugging and hawing and loving each other. And then last night on NXT, same thing. They were all hugging and besties again. Uh, Judgment Day is fine. What do you what do you, what do you make of this? Is, where, where's this going to go? Is this a tag title match at SummerSlam, or is this a uh, eventual breakup sooner than later? It does feel. It's got a message from the wife of like absolutely not setting anything on fire. What if I like went outside and just set like a piece of paper or something? Stop it! Stop trying to make this bit happen. First of all, we're trying to get money for feet, and now we're trying to get money for you setting stuff on fire. What if Joey Janela and I set our feet on fire? (laughs) Okay, I'm listening again. (laughs) Just me and Janela will will just set our feet on fire and i have no idea where it leads i have no idea what the point is but what if we do that okay there, there we go i'm fine That's with it. You know. <laughs> in high school my friend had a lighter and he sat behind this one kid and uh as you know that's how it typically works in high school you sit in your row i made you do yeah i did do jumping jacks and i did uh pour water all sexy on myself um so he sat behind this one kid and he had his lighter and the teacher's teaching and whatever we're not paying attention to her and he's like showing me his lighter he's flicking it and everything and he like holds it up to the back of this kid's head and he literally set his hair on fire in the middle of class in high school just set it on it was he had like short hair so it didn't like singe it didn't like go crazy like michael jackson or anything but like he singed this kid's hair just in the middle of, of class because he was showing me his lighter and and just that's that's what happened there so there one of go. those zippos that like automatically turn on when you yeah <laughs> yeah it legitimately was it was it was a I zippo it. he was like he was very, you know, impressed by his own lighter. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, lighters never really did anything for me. And then he just, yeah, set this guy on a fire in, in the middle of class. The kid never knew, by the way. Like, didn't turn around to, like, acknowledge his hair. Just been singed off a little bit. Just kept paying attention to the teacher like you're supposed to do. God, yeah. Why? I don't know. Wait, at Judgment Day, put the title, put the NXT North American Championship on the dirty one, Dom Mysterio, baby. That's what I'm rooting for. That is what I'm rooting for. I want Dirty Dom winning this. I want Dirty Dom facing Ali at Great American Bash so he can beat Ali as well. I, you know, they screwed up with Solo. They gave him the, that title, and then they were like, eh, never let me, let me take this back because we don't actually know what we're doing here. I want Dirty Dom with this title walking around in, in on raw and SmackDown. I think they're on like every single show nowadays. I want them on like all these shows with this NXT North American championship. That's what I want. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? what? Say, say that last part again about the, you wanted to sit on a what now? Who who's sitting no. on what? Never mind. No, I, I misheard your last. Uh, your last. Clearly, call. I said that's what I want. I want them walking around, showing off the NXT North American Champion. Do you listen? No. Do you listen to anything on this show, Joel? No, I don't. We've had this conversation before. Have we? Yeah. When? 
I, a long time ago, but you don't listen to me. So, of course, you don't remember this stuff. I want Dirty Dom and Rhea with their two titles just doing Dirty Dom and Rhea things with both of their titles. That's what I want. That's you all want I want. Do you life. want them to recreate the Sammy Guevara, Ty Mello, TNT title bed shoot? Yeah, that's fine. All that's right. What, if that's what they want to do with their time. That's that's what I want. They, I want, I want the, I, I don't know what they're into, right? Like I'm not here to judge and, and act like I understand what they're into. It's seeing they have a, a personality, and I want the title, the wacha, wacha, wacha. Like that's 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 what we need. That's what we need, baby. Dirty Dom and Rhea just wacha, wacha, wacha with these belts. Let's go. I mean, I do want to see Dom. Some kinky win. shit right there. Let's get Snitsky back on here to talk about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love how he's just like, I'm not going to talk about the dungeon in my basement where my wife and I yeah. practice these things that I'm not actually talking about. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> please tell me there was an article written about that so we can slander Snitsky, <laughs> not slander, support. Um, <laughs> God, Dom winning the North American Championship, going on to Great American Bash. And taking on Mustafa Ali is just a match made in heaven. Let me tell you. Yeah. I want to see it now. Make it a triple threat. Get Wesley no. back in there. No? Okay. No. Fine. What's Wesley going to do with the Great American Bash if that happens? I don't know. Cry? Sure. Okay, fine. That's he lost. Okay. That's what he should be doing. Oh, okay. He should be upset that like he lost to, to Dirty Dom. So, yeah, that's fine. If he just wants to sit there in the corner on as Dirty Dom is facing... Uh, as Dirty Dom is facing Mustafa Ali and he's just crying over there. That'd actually be hilarious. Rhea's like pointing and laughing. <laughs> and Wesley's just like, oh, no, I can't believe I lost the Dirty Dom. Oh, no. It'd be tremendous. Tremendous. You guys want your banger matches and stuff? Biggie, shout out to Biggie. You guys want your five star? Oh, Wesley and Mustafa Ali. That's going to be a banger match. They're going to go crazy. They're gonna, it's gonna, that match is going to hump as Sean Ross Sapp likes to say. This is going to be great. I don't want that nonsense. I want something that pops me. That's why I want Dirty Dom with the title. I want him holding that belt around with Rhea. That, that's what I want. And they, they having like an adequate wrestling match. What adequate wrestling, baby? Fuck these banger matches. I'm tired of them. Everybody just has banger after banger after banger. Give me a match that's a nice foreplay match. All right? A little making out and stuff. We don't need to go full on banging and everything. Just some nice groping matches. That's the kind of matches that I want. If you just bang all the time, it gets a little boring. Everybody just has these banger matches. You give me a little over over the pants HJ or something with some of these matches. We gotta bang every single time. Are you making the case for buying customs? Because <laughs> you can do that. You can pay wrestlers. There are literally wrestlers who will <laughs> let you pay them to reenact whatever you're trying to pitch right now. I don't know what I'm trying to pitch. This is what happens. When, when wrestling is boring and the news cycle is too in the days between our show yes absolutely frantic world saying jeremy wants to see some bdsm on wwe tv jeremy was a huge fashion brothers fans he loved linda miles his favorite wrestler of all time is linda miles <laughs> 
<laughs> this is what happens when Joel is asking for thumbnail ideas at like nine o'clock last night. And then he's messaging me like, what are we going to put in the thumbnail? What are we talking about today? I'm like, I don't know. Like raw was like fine. Stuff is like happening on like NXT Nick Wayne. That seems fun. Maybe we'll talk about him. we got 45 minutes left. In this we'll show. be fine. Oh, yeah, Nick Wayne, like talking about him and everything. But th- this is what happens when there's not like a central storyline to like talk about. Where we're talking about this. God bless everyone watching this show. Marky Dark saying, finally, we're talking about customs and apartment wrestling. I'm saying. That's right. Shout out to the Brits, I guess. <laughs> I'm saying. Uh, finally, on the WWE side of things, Diamond Mind last night. Um, sorry, it wasn't Diamond Mind. It was Ivy Nile and then the only two hooded figures wearing the uh, schism masks in that background of people wearing schism masks. They looked awfully familiar, Jeremy. I don't know if you saw. They looked like uh, looked like a couple of brothers where one was taller and the other one was uh, shorter and thicker. Uh, what do you think? Are they trying to take out Diamond Mine from the inside? Are they trying to do what uh, the last try- guy who tried to do that couldn't do? Sure. I can't remember who it was. What story they, am I thinking of? They lost. They're not supposed to be on the show. They got to wear these masks. To be on the show, can can we just like get them on the main roster? Like Diamond Nine's great. Can we just put them on the main roster? What are we doing with this? Oh, let's wear a mask and come around creepy backstage. NXT loves that stuff. They they love their. I'm I I just pitched uh, similar sort of stuff. Like that's fine if that's a, but go full bore with this. I need I need some like kidnapping and stuff stuff with all of this. I love the kidnapping stuff. Right, you get them. You get them in the van, and you get them in the basement, and you you don't. We don't need torture and whatnot. But like, you got the mask on, and you're like, you you are here for a reason. And then, uh, then you convert them. I don't. What are they converting in over there in Diamond Mine? The Tony D stuff rules. By the, the first, way, it's first so. Time, first time you've ever had a uh, a prepaid phone call from jail affect the outcome of a professional wrestling match. Well, they tried to do that at the end of uh, All Out 2022, but they they missed their cue on that with the the voicemail. Uh, but it was close. It was close. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't coming from jail. Oh my goodness! Um, I, so so I was trying to talk about infiltrating and destroying from the inside, and I was like, "What storyline am I thinking of?" That was Sammy Callahan trying to take out the design, and then when he failed, Sammy Callahan was like, "I still did it." Step one, infiltrate the design. Step two, beat up the design. Step three, the design is still there, but I did it. Anyway, that's basically the same thing. Well, now the uh, design's having issues, right? They're, they're the coloring issues. outside They're coloring outside the lines and everything. Like, the design's not good. Yeah, but, like, they're, 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 they, they broke up because Angels and Diener were getting at each other. But why is that? It's because Sammy Callahan planted seeds. No, because they kept winning matches until they started losing every match. It was just not good. It's very they strange. got mentally they got mentally screwed over by Callahan and they started losing. I don't understand it. I just don't understand. Anyway, uh, so Diamond Mine is going to either infiltrate Schism or I, I assume we're going to do a rematch. And I've been saying this since the beginning at uh, Great American Bash, and it'll be Diamond Mine. It'll be the Creeds versus the old GYV, and then they'll get the win back. 
And what are you doing with schism? Match. What are you doing with schism, Joel? In what way? You're the leader. What are you doing with it? I told you I used my $7 on my greatest acquisition. That only brought me so far. I'm in the video game now, so I can get another $7 and I can bring in another member of the family. He's got a little baby. Rock's got a little baby. I can get the baby and then the baby and I can run roughshod all over NXT. Paying $7 for a baby is illegal, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Not in Florida. I'm pretty sure paying $7 for a baby and having it wrestle is very illegal. There's a South Park episode about this. Like, yeah, but I'm not sure only, it's illegal. Not only is it in the state of Florida, but the baby is also a girl. Yeah, th- this is no. This is not it. legal at all. I don't know. It worked with it worked with the daughter. I guess she was 21. None of this is good, Joel. Well, neither is whatever we're doing with Diamond Mine. I'm a, so I'm guessing that it's going to be Diamond Mine versus GYV's, the dyad, uh, in some sort of like unsanctioned outside match in Texas. It's all I can think of for those four, again, matching up. Right? Can't put I that hope. thing. You can't just do a regular wrestling tag match. I hope they have a cash me outside. How about that match? Was she from Texas? I don't actually know. She tried to be like a rapper. I forgot her name. What was her name? I don't know. Just just write out Cash Me Outside Girl. And I'm sure the first thing will pop up is her name, which, by the way, is Cash Me Outside Girl. That's strange. Yeah. Uh, it was. What? what? Bad Baby was her name. That's Wait, not her legal it. name. <laughs> yeah, it is. She was from Florida, so it still ties together. Um Oh, bad, bad, yeah, oh my god, this is like Yeah, B-H-A-D B-H-A-B-I Bad Baby Bad Baby It's like Billy Batty, but much worse <laughs> By the way, yeah, Danielle Brigoli is her real yeah, name Yeah, that was her real name It was her yeah. government name What, are you, what is she up to? Who cares? <laughs> This is awful. In, in September season. 2021, she launched her own record label. My God. Bad music, by the way, which is very bad funny. music. She has her own record label. Of course she does. Bro, Everyone she was on just record label. She was literally just like she was on Dr. Phil and said like one line, and now she has her own record label. America is like the worst country in the world to like yep. allow this stuff to happen. This is why I continue to tell people, stop letting viral moments dictate popularity. They're moments. Let the moments let the moments die. Leave the moments alone, okay? Bad baby. It's like bad bunny but much worse. Bad bunny rules. We're not bad bunny them. rules. I want to see. We're not going to compare these up. two at all. I want to see them team up on a diss track together. <laughs> They're just dissing Doctor Phil. King of the Road match. Love awesome. it. I'm actually that all rules. for that. Yeah. Done. Tag team coal miners glove match. No, do a King of the Road match. What are they driving? What what is what are they driving in? Is it a flatbed? Is it like a one of those community pool trucks like on The Simpsons? Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, it's got it's got to be. Is there like anything that fits 
with like it's got it's i it feel like it's maybe like an 18 wheel it's like a ring truck because that's uh you know diamond mine like they they're they like to fight and everything i don't know what the, the schism guys do like you know, just have them walmart fight in a moving dungeon or something walmart trips and uh you know a couple of party city hats and things you know it's a party city street fight ice cream truck i'm gonna punch the ice cream person in the face today i swear <laughs> it's gonna be so confused <laughs> swear that ice cream truck comes around here today anyway, let's uh, let's talk about nick wayne nick wayne is making his debut tonight in saskatoon on dynamite he's gonna take on swerve strickland i'm excited for this match there is a history there those two guys tore up to five they've been around the south uh, the um the 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 south not the southwest the uh, pacific northwest that's the name of this of the area of the united states of america that i'm thinking of uh and nick wayne of course is the son of uh, of buddy wayne who trained darby allen which is why darby allen is part of this longer story darby and swerve have a history darby and nick wayne have a history uh darby gave nick wayne his aw contract at a defy show uh, a couple of years ago said when you turn 18 the world is your oyster didn't really say that, but something along those lines. What do you think, Nick Wayne? Tonight it's going to be his debut. This is a really, uh, a really big deal for people who know about Nick Wayne. But uh, yeah, let, let's maybe catch people up to speed who may not know who he is and what uh, what makes him good. So I thought they were very smart by airing that video package last week, and and I listened to an interview with Darby Allen. The story's up now on Fightful.com, where Darby was like, "I I pitched this, like I wanted um, to, I, I wanted." this video to air because like why are you just going to put him out there cold against swerve we knew this match was coming for a while by the way like nick wayne signed like two years ago i feel like and then they they announced this match earlier this year of like hey when he turns 18 the, the first day he's 18 basically he's gonna have this match against swerve on the july 12th episode of of AEW dynamite um so but i, I thought the video package was very smart because let's be honest like how many people know Nick Wayne? Obviously, the hardcore fans know Nick Wayne. How many of the 900,000-ish that watch AEW know Nick Wayne? Certainly, uh, like, what, maybe a ninth of them? 100,000, 200,000? Like, I'm willing to go that far. Yeah, I'm willing to say that. Yeah, but less than half. Definitely less than half. Probably probably even less than uh, a quarter of them. Maybe close to a quarter. But, like, I don't know. him. So having the video package was really good and having Darby narrate it of like, Hey, here's who this kid is. Here's his story. Here's why he's here. I thought that was really good. I thought the video was really good. Shout out to, um, shout out to Darby Allen for like pitching that, putting it together and getting that on air. Cause that was really smart. As far as like the actual like match and everything, we know it's going to be great, right? Swerve's awesome. Nick Wayne, if, if you've seen him wrestle, you know, he's great. It's, it's a thing where like, they could probably wrestle each other in their sleep because they've wrestled each other multiple times. They just had a match earlier this year. I'm pretty sure like they, they know each other very well. They're very familiar with each other. It's a little bit different in the fact that like, it's now a television match and and Nick has to understand of like, where's the camera? Like what you got to hit different time cues. You can't just go out there and just have like, a 30 minute like i'm, I'm actually gonna look this up of like what their shortest match is against each other because it, this is going to be their shortest match there this is not going to be a, a 30 minute uh banger is again the, the kids like to say um yeah their, their match earlier 
this year in April was 36 minutes. It's, it's not going to, it's just not going to be that long. Um, so it, they're going to have to condense that a little bit, but it's still going to be great because they're both great. And as far as like Nick Wayne goes, we've seen a lot of good indie talents over the years. And you mentioned like a lot of like viral moments and, and everything. We've seen a lot of indie talents have a lot of viral moments and stuff. It's like, why isn't this guy signed? Why isn't that guy signed? It's like, okay, well, what makes Nick Wayne actually different from these guys? And the only thing I can really say to that is like, you just got to watch a full match of Nick Wayne. Like you're not going to understand what makes him different. If you've only seen the gifts and the clips and stuff, because if you've only seen that, you're basically looking at him and be like, it's like Will Ospreay, right? He just does like Ospreay stuff. He doesn't do anything different than a lot of these other indie guys do. If you just look at the gifts and, and things like that. But if you watch a full match, you will understand the speed and the the footwork and the awareness that he has that the other indie guys, not all of them, but that a lot of them just don't have certainly for his age, certainly for his age. Like That is where you will see what actually separates Nick Wayne. Because if you watch a lot of indie stuff, you watch a lot of GIFs and, and clips and everything, a lot of them try to kind of emulate the, the Osprey style, right? Like that's what got kind of over. That's what has become popular. Osprey, Omega, Ricochet, like that's that's what's become popular. The, the viral moment kind of stuff. But they just don't do it as well. Like they just, they don't. They don't do it as well. And Nick Wayne does it just as well. It's certainly for his age. Like he actually is up to that level of doing that kind of stuff. And now people are going to see it on a national television stage. And um, I'm very excited for, for Nick Wayne. Yeah. Pairing up with, uh, with Swerve is a good, is a really great place for him to start because there is a familiarity there. We talked about uh, or you just talked about the matches that they've had, uh, especially the longer ones. This one, honestly, give them half that time, probably go over a commercial break, uh, set up an angle afterwards. Whoever wins, let's say Nick Wayne wins. Hell, you know what? I wouldn't be upset if, if Swerve gets the win with a bit of nefarious, uh, nefarious means from mogul affiliates. And we start setting up the potential of doing Sting, Darby, and Nick Wayne versus uh, Cage. No, not Cage, because he's he and Big Bill are starting a thing. But uh, Gates of Agony and, and and Swerve set up that as a, as a possible you know trios match down the line, and then eventually we do an actual one on one with Swerve and uh, and Nick Wayne. But yeah, you said it, Nick Wayne. He's a young kid. He's just turned eighteen. Uh, he. And Billy Starks is another one who's leading a, a a bit of a rejuvenation project when it comes to young wrestlers getting their opportunities. Another guy out there is Jordan Oliver. Of course, he is GCW Tag t- Champion with Nick Wayne. They are the East West Express. Uh, those two guys are, are tearing it up themselves. And who else is is really young and out there? Uh, Starboard Charlie is another one. Just came back from an injury not too long ago. And he's been doing pretty well for himself. There are a lot of young talent. And that young talent is starting to get more of a shine in places like AEW. And that's a very good thing. Especially when you have Nick Wayne and Billy Starks on their way up to AEW. It opens up the door for some of that younger talent to start coming in and making their way up the ranks as well. When it, when it comes to Nick and his AEW booking, I think a lot of people are going to want it now for him. And I, I understand that because despite the fact that he's only 18, 
it feels like we've been watching Nick Wayne wrestle for like five years, probably because we've kind of been watching him wrestle for five years. Like Nick Wayne has just had, he's had a lot of matches, a lot of high profile matches in a very short period of time. I mean, the Osprey match was a year ago when, when he faced Will Osprey in GCW, he's been wrestling guys like, like Janela in, uh, for, Again, it seems like for years now, it feels like we've known about Nick Wayne for a very long time because he's been kind of at that level for a very long time. And I think a lot of people are going to want stuff immediately for, for Nick Wayne. And, um, you know, uh, who, uh, for, for Kato, apologies, uh, if I if screwed up that name, said, are they going to give Nick a, a push right out of the gate? I think they kind of are because he's facing Swerve Strickland in his first match. Here's my caution with this. Nick Wayne is 18 years old. He does not need to be the world champion tomorrow. He does not need to be the world champion a year, two years from now. And if he's not the world champion in two years from now, it is okay. Because in two years from now, he will only be 20 years old. It is okay if he has not won a world title by the age of 20. That's that's. All right, everybody. And I'm going to use a basketball comparison out of this because I, I saw Mike uh, from Indeed use a, a basketball comparison of like, oh, it's like my favorite prospect now getting drafted to the pros type of thing. Um, I do wonder if my internet's cutting out as I'm about to make this great point. Uh, <laughs> I'm good? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to use a basketball comparison here. Is like you've got somebody, take LeBron James. LeBron James comes in, all the hype, all the fanfare, blah, 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 blah. It's like, why doesn't LeBron want a title? Why doesn't LeBron want a title? It's hard to win titles. It should be hard to win titles. You shouldn't be able to do it in your rookie year, in your second year. That's just not how it works in real sports, especially when you're 18 years old. It's okay. Giannis isn't winning titles until he's 26. Jordan, the greatest of all time, wasn't winning titles until he's 26, 27. Like, it's all right. You can just have your great performances. You can build your way up. You can go through, again, you want to talk about adversity. Like you could go through your adversity with losing matches, falling short, blah, 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 blah. When you were 18 years old, it's okay. I hope they have a plan for him. Win or lose tonight. You, you mentioned that, you know, could he, maybe he wins, maybe he loses because uh, Mogul Embassy gets involved. It sets up a six man. I don't care if he wins or loses. I'm fine if he wins. I understand that. I'm okay if he just loses like a super competitive match. I actually don't want anybody like getting involved and stuff. I want this to kind of be just like a clean match. I'm cool if like Swerve wins and it's just like Swerve is just the better guy and that's okay. Like this, this is a young kid. He's great and everything, but he's not on the level of Swerve right now. And that's okay because he's 18 years old in his first national televised match. It's okay at that. And Swerve just wins, but just have a plan on the follow-up. I know I've mentioned that I think earlier this week or last week, just make sure you have a plan win or lose. Don't just do, Hey, here's Nick Wayne. He won and he lost. You ain't going to see him again for another month. Don't do that. I think much like professional wrestling, the idea of a push is also very subjective to me. A push isn't going for a title right away. To me, a push is being featured on TV prominently week after week, which is, or, or at least most weeks out of the year. And that is um, my interpretation of the question in that 
will he or should he be on TV most weeks? Yeah, I think Nick Wayne should be on TV more weeks than not uh, if they're really serious about his development and if they're serious about making him uh, a focal point at least through the summer months on AEW TV. To me, the push is putting him in a story that has a logical beginning and a logical conclusion before he moves on to whatever is next. Swerve and whatever he does with Swerve and Darby, uh, this introductory story needs to have an end in sight in order for people to be invested and know that this is a push that's worth following. Where it ends, I don't know. I could see this going until All Out, and then we kind of continue doing with Nick what we do. Uh, the six man that I just pitched could very well be an all in match all out could be another one-on-one who knows, but my idea, or even do the six man, you could do it cause it's sting. You could do all out as a six man with those guys. Uh, I don't know what to expect, but I do know that my expectations of how Nick Wayne is treated will come down to how serious they are about giving him a logically progressing storyline. It's not about the title for him to me. It's about, or any title for him. It's about how they treat him in the creative vision that they have for him and how that plays out. What if the story is more of a bigger picture and it's not so, hey, you're tied to Swerve, Darby type of thing? What if it's just, okay, you lose to Swerve. Next week, you you face who's like a, a really good veteran who, who's been around, been on television. I mean, maybe it is somebody like Brian Cage or something. Like, like you face this person and you actually lose to Brian Cage. The following week, you face maybe Stu Grayson. I understand that, that Dark Order, they just kind of got a victory and everything. Um, I guess Stu wasn't part of that. Stu's like part of the, the ROH stuff. Uh, but regardless, you face like Stu Grayson. Like you beat Stu Grayson. And what if the story is just like, hey, he's going to like not there to beat the top guys yet who've been around, who have the television experience and everything, but he's still clearly like good enough to beat some of these other guys and is at is, is above that level. And then you kind of build that. And then he finally does get this big, big win over somebody like a swerve, or he's built up enough kind of mid level sort of wins to where he does end up. Maybe does end up winning some type of title. They got a million of them. Uh, maybe he ends up winning, one, one of those titles, maybe wins a TNT title or the international title uh, if Orange Cassidy's lost it or if or he beats Orange Cassidy or something. What if it's more of like a big picture story instead of just being tied to like a Swerve or a Darby? Let Swerve win tonight. He's the better man. Nick Wayne builds a whole bunch of wins on his way to All Out. Between now and then, Swerve beats uh, Orange Cassidy wins the international championship. You do swerve and Nick Wayne for the international championship at all out who wins that who knows, but Nick Wayne will have been a stronger competitor while the two were separated. However, you still got to do Darby Allen in there. Darby's still going to be a part of this whole story. Therefore sting is still going to be a part of this whole story. So like there is just, there's a connection there that they're going to want to ride in because of sting. That's kind of my feeling. I see Louie in the chat saying Jericho. Honestly, if you're, if you're Nick Wayne and you're smart, stay the hell away. Say no to Jericho. <laughs> just, say no. be, just say no to Chris Jericho. He's gonna he's gonna be in uh he's he's gonna be in blood and guts. He ain't worried about, you know, old old Christopher. What I don't want for Nick Wayne is he like has this great match here tonight, 
and then he's just like on ROH television for the next however many weeks. And Tony comes out and he's like, Nick Wayne and Commander at Death Before Dishonor. Commander and Jericho. So therefore we got to do Commander and Nick Wayne because the winner gets Jericho. <laughs> All of this is awful. I hate it. Let's do it. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's kind of the, the, the Nick Wayne thing is, um, is interesting because he is the first big like, Getting a uh, getting a video package, getting a, a push. People have been waiting on it. This is uh, this is a good opportunity for Nick Wayne. He's going to show out. It's not going to be perfect. Nobody is in their debut like that. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that they're going to take the right and proper creative steps to feature him on AEW TV throughout the summer and get people invested in Nick Wayne the way that that one ninth of the viewership is that we're talking about. I don't want, I just don't want him falling by like the wayside of like an action Andretti, right? Cause what happened there happened there. And now he's just not there. Like, um, and I understand injuries played a part in this night. These next people I'm about to mention top flight though. It looked like they were about to be like heavily featured. Um, certainly when, when Darius was out, Dante was getting uh, a lot of featured spots and everything. And then, you know, they, they, just keep getting injured unfortunately but they never really like followed up with anything on them where it felt like it should have they just had cool banger matches and stuff but there was no real follow-up on this stuff um mk asap mentions brian pillman jr i don't think they really had any kind of plans for brian pillman jr and, and brian pillman jr again was not just put in a position of like hey go out there and just have great matches and the fans are invested in you and we're excited he got out there he got destroyed by mjf and then got beat by mjf and then he did this stuff with house of black and like could they have followed up and done like a an actual better like match and follow up to that sure but i don't think they actually had like any plans for brian pillman jr on that not like it seemed like they did with top flight and action Dreddy. like man, you don't give a victory over chris jericho if you don't want it to like mean something and they kind of made that mean nothing that's what happens with jericho though i mean it does but that's you know that's did you know cm punk and colt cabana are side by side on the AEW roster page Good for them. That's usually how it works when you do a, an alphabetical order of things, Jeremy. CM and CO are quite close in alphabetical order. They're going to sign somebody just to put in between them. They're going to call him Chick Wayne just so they can have him in between the two of them. Nick Wayne is going to get renamed, repackaged. What's between M and, M and O? What's the alphabet? N. Here? N. Oh man! So they're gonna C- call him Snick Wayne, C N I C K Snick Wayne. That's gonna be tough. To I guess you could do C O like what's something before L, like a letter before L. Okay, uh, who could be between them? Cobe, Cobe, Cobb, Cobb. They need Cody. They just gotta resign Cody just to get between CM Punk and Cole Cabana. They gotta resign Cody just for this purpose. So they can get him between Punk and Colt. Comma Jeff is how they will do it. (laughs) (laughs) CH doesn't work, guys. CH doesn't work because Chuck Taylor's there and he's off to the off to the side. Christopher Daniels is also there because it's CM, right? So CM, so CM, and then you need an N 
So you need CN to do it. Or you got to have an or O. Oh, yeah. With a letter that the following letter comes before an L. They got to sign Cody. This is this is Cody's destiny to return to AEW. Just to split Punk and Cabana on the roster. Phase. He's finishing the story. He's creating peace wherever he goes. <laughs> That's the Cody Rhodes story. <laughs> We're, we'll, we'll have documentaries just just shot all about him and his his amazing abilities. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that, that's the Cody way. Cody Wayne. It's like John Wayne, but it's going to be Cody Wayne because John Wayne was uh, his dad's favorite actor too. They're going to rename Nick Wayne just to, to Cody Cody Wayne. <laughs> Cody Wayne. Who's so, another Cody out there that they can sign? Cody Hall. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> very, very quick to get you that one. Uh, wrestler is named Cody. Let's find out. Let's check on the old internet. Okay. Cody Deaner. Just bring Cody's bring there. in Deaner and give him his first name back. Deaner's got so much else. <laughs> so many other things going. All right. I mean, you could, you could obviously just rename somebody. Give them the first oh, name yeah. Cody. It's fine. Uh, yeah, there ain't a ton of like actual options here. i literally i googled wrestlers named cody and it's just a whole first page of cody Rhodes. no you gotta go to cage match just I go know. to cage match and type I in know. cody that's what i've done there's like wrestlers named cody i just no offense to these guys i've never really heard of them so i don't it get literally unless you're just signing them to like we just need a buffer on the roster page <laughs> crash test cody is my favorite one here <laughs> that doesn't work though Crash it test doesn't doesn't work. You call him Cody, comma crash test. Uh, Cole Carter actually actually does work because it's C O L E. E is before T. So yeah, yeah Cole Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one works. Yeah, Cole Carter, the the former two dimes. Yes, yeah. Conor McGregor. Let's never do that. Boy, boy. Cone Carter. Cone Carter. Ice cream cone Carter. <laughs> Oh, I'll punch that man in the face. And he runs an ice cream truck. (laughs) Somebody's going to do an ice cream truck like gimmick just to like piss me off. I hope so. I'm going to send this this particular episode. Really, the first 20 minutes is all we need. Uh, And I'm just going to clip it. I'm just put send it to uh, every wrestler. I'm just going to Scott tomorrow. I'll send it to dad and he'll have an ice cream wrestler ready to go by next month. Probably will. Honestly, probably fallout, fallout from Slammiversary will include the ice cream man. <laughs> Should be CM Punk's gimmick. <laughs> Did you see by the way that uh, the the fallout they're doing Sing and Shira versus Tommy Dreamer and Darren McCarty? They're gonna tape that match for Impact. Good, good. I am so excited now. And now this is all, by the way, and we'll, we'll go back to AW talk in a sec, but um, this, did you use, we talked about the Diener replacement because Steve Macklin is unfortunately out of their match. Now they're potentially going to either write out PCO and do a replacement for him or PCO is going to actually be in the match, but they're teasing that PCO is also going to be out of the match. So many people at that point just said at this point, please just, just grab the match. Yeah. Uh, I, I just assume I just assume that it's a bit and PCO is going to be there. I assume the same. However, like maybe they'll have Tommy replace PCO and then PCO shows up anyway 
at the at the uh, the the match. Like he shows up at the end of the match to factor into the finish. But Maybe. I feel like Tommy's coming back because they announced this stupid Tommy and Darren McCarty versus Singh and Shira. Like, I feel like those four men, one of whom is already announced to be the special guest enforcer in Darren McCarty. But I feel like those other guys are going to be involved in the match somehow. I Yeah, Tommy Dreamer coming in and doing his thing and not PCO, actually. No, they got to have PCO there. Why, yeah, why is well, Impact, Impact spending too much time on this match? Yeah, they are. We're spending too much time on this match. <laughs> you want to uh, you want to talk G one or you want to finish off the uh, the AW talk? Um, yeah, well, I was hoping to have somebody uh, to have, talk about G one today, but plans fell through as as they tend to do in in the world of of wrestling. Nice um, change, pal. Yeah, you yeah, to take that out of the, the description, Joel Pearl of the the G one talk because uh, well, it was right. there. So. And we can spend the rest of the show talking about AEW uh, doing doing the preview for tonight's show. There's enough on the there's enough on the on the plate, I think. Right there, it was. It happened. Yeah, it's all good right. old good old uh, internet collapse. It's gotten a lot better since I've changed things, but you know, it's it's just a running bit at this point. It's not a, it's not in the weed show without the little collapse of the internet for me. That's fine. I, I was saying we can preview AEW Dynamite. We can get through what's on the card. Talk about uh, we got to talk about blood and guts stuff because that's big on tonight's uh, episode. So, uh, All right, final on. final prediction. I, I don't want to run down like the the entire card. There's like tag matches, and I'm sure people are talking and these we'll hear from blind. But these are tournament matches. There's three different tournament matches, Jeremy. This is big. This is this is huge. Jericho is going to face Commander, so he can Ring of Honor like, Dynamite is back. They can do like the cool spots, and people can praise Chris Jericho of like, ah, look at Chris, he still got it, he still got it. Justified, this is awesome chant for Chris Jericho and, and Commander, and then we won't see Commander on uh, on AEW television for like another two months. Go, but go watch ROH on Honor Club on Thursdays. You know, yeah, the blind tag. I do look forward to the MJF and Ad- Adam Cole stuff that was really fun last week i think and no they're facing big bill and brian cage so that'll be a fun match but let's uh let's final prediction on elite and black bull combat club uh uh teammates because they're going to be revealed tonight the final prediction so kota ibushi for the for the elites for the black bull combat club I, I I'm willing to say Jericho, even though Jericho has the match with Commander, but they can easily bring him out before the Commander match. Is like our fifth man who's gonna beat the shit out of Commander to prove a point. Now it's Chris Jericho, and then you know, dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Anyway, uh, or Pac is the other one that people are talking about, and I don't mind the idea of Pac. It'd be nice to see him back. It's been a while. Uh, and it would reintroduce him, hopefully, for at least a few weeks onto TV, uh, especially as we start moving into the all-in conversation, since all-in's in his neck of the woods, and it'd be nice to see him on the card for that show in, a, in, in at least some sort of capacity. So this is a good way to, to maybe start that. Um, but yeah, th- those are kind of my my feelings. How about you? It's got to be a bushy for the elite, right? Is, like- and do you is he in Saskatoon? Or is it a video package? It feels video packagey. It doesn't feel like he's there. It feels, 
but may- maybe he is of like like let's say it's let's say it's Jericho and they're doing the big five on four beat down and then here comes Abushi to to make the big save video package feels a little like eh, I mean everybody would be excited don't get me wrong but it feels a, a little underwhelming to just do a video package for this and then his big debut is next week at the at the TD Garden and everything that's a that'll sell tickets though for oh that. it will it 100 will but like your first time you see him in person is when he shows up for blood and guts they do the announcement they do the you know uh, blackpool combat club i'm coming for you or whatever on the big screen listen saskatoon they're not gonna really give a shit like it's not gonna be the same to be perfectly honest if it was toronto different feeling coda coming out people be into it saskatoon you know this is no no shade at them but like they're not the same pro wrestling town. I don't know if it goes over the same way. So that's why I, I, I agree. I understand that point of like, why is he going to come out? But like, it feels like you're doing a big brawl on this show, right? It's the, it's basically the go home show for blood and guts. Like it is, they, they, they ain't going to be on collision folks. Uh, it, this is the, this is the go home show for blood and guts it feels like it's going to be big brawl type thing so video that's why i feel like video package is a little underwhelming on this you need a strong kind of closer and i don't even know if this closes the show by the way because usually they like to close with if if obushi is there he's making the save yeah it closes the show but if he's not there it doesn't close you're not closing the show with like a video package type thing. You're probably closing with a wrestling match or something that hits stronger, but regardless, it's the go home for blood and guts. So it feels like it's bigger if he's there. Um, the, the pack call anyway, when it comes to the elite, if it feels a bushy, I don't know who else works in this spot. The only thing that I think works and I don't even think it works, but like that kind of makes sense is, uh, Mark Briscoe, because then you have the tie with uh, the Claudio coming up at, at Death Before Dishonor. And they got to heat that up in some way. And they like blending. They say they're not going to do ROH storylines on AW television and, and whatnot. But like you got ROH champions on AW television. Having Mark in there ties it together and, and makes some sense. Obviously, the elite guys are friends with Mark and stuff. So, so it works. Um, I don't know who else is... It, it's working on the elite side. If it's not, if it's not a Bushi, is there anybody else who you're like, Oh, okay. This makes sense for the elite. Cody Rhodes, obviously. Michael Nakazawa. Nakazawa. Um, No, is there anyone who's elite adjacent? That would make sense. Or bullet club in that time adjacent. Do Osprey. (laughs) There's a new Osprey's not on the elite side. He's not going to be on the elite well, side. Well, there's a, maybe there's a new respect, although Osprey did have to use the screwdriver, so maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's that. Coca-Bana. Coca-Bana. Hilarious. Can you imagine if Boom Boom suddenly pops up? And, and again, going to the report last week about Punk being like, yeah, I'll do Blood and Guts. And then they bring out Cole Cabana as like the <laughs> ultimate, like, oh, dude, that would be so much fun. Could, oh, just the banter. Just, and that is such a young bucks just a oh that would be such a funny thing for them to do that'd be such a troll thing for them to do but yeah that's i'm at, i'm sold on the idea of colt cabana now <laughs> me too i love it <laughs> bloody man colt cabana coming out and just being like i'm here to fight for you it oh, 
it would be it'd be very underwhelming if it was Gokabana. Uh people would be probably pretty disappointed. Uh it's like we've all built up a bushi. Like the all the online stuff has built up a bushi, right? And like now at this point, and th- this is through no real fault of AEW. Honestly, it, it's not. Like I don't think this is AEW's fault at all because when kenny does the maybe it's a little on him because when he does these post-show promos he's more or less referencing abushi 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 but again how many people are like seeing this if you are a television fan watching this then you don't really know who it is and kind of anybody makes sense go ahead but this is the extremely online AEW yeah. booking. Like that that's just what it is. And that's not like I'm not I'm not saying this is like a totally negative thing. I think it could be better, but yeah, I just th- it's so online and it's such an AEW trope that they do this every time that like that's why when you say Cole Cabana, like that really is something that the Bucks would do to troll everyone and like get the internet talking and just laugh about it. And it's just the idea rules, but it's so silly. And I'm sure a lot of people who who watch the show and stay off the internet will be like, why? Abushi, they'd have to explain it for those who don't know it. And that is that's the uphill climb. And it's not a big one. All they really had to do is talk about the, the just the, the background of Kenny and Kota Ibushi and make something make sense. Release something. Show us a video clip. I don't know. Do something for Rampage. Whatever it is, just... Put something else out there, and that's where I'd put it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on on that with Abushi, and I I guess they'd put it on Rampage. They should they should do something on Collision. They did something on Collision last week with Blood and Guts. I'm pretty sure. Like you can do a video package on that, and, and they should like they they should have a video package on uh, Collision highlighting Blood and Guts, highlighting assuming it's Abushi that relationship and why it's important for Abushi to, to be there. Obviously they'll do something online. They'll have some big, you know, backstage exclusive, blah, blah, blah. Um, or video pa- video thing online. They'll do that. But again, it feels like us as a wrestling community, we've built up Abushi and AW in the wrestling bubble, certainly uh, uh, Kenny with his post post-match promos and stuff has sort of built up Abushi on television they ain't really built up anybody like they they haven't hinted at anyone we don't really know who it, it could be at this point we just know it's not eddie kingston but they certainly haven't hinted at kota abushi in any like huge way outside of like hey kenny was gone he wasn't in canada he just went elsewhere where where was he that's all they've really built on this but it certainly feels like it's a bushy or bust for a lot of fans and because of that yeah, I hope they have a Bushi to deliver here. And I think they do, by the way. I do think they do. You think they're bringing Bushi all the way to uh, all the way to Canada? All the way to Saskatoon? I think he's there. Yeah, I think he's there. Yeah. I hope he got to stop in like an actual city before. <laughs> before they I, I, so you're thinking, you're thinking pack for uh, BCC? Is that your final prediction? I wouldn't hate it just because, like I said, it reintroduces pack at a time where you're a month, a little over a month and a half away from a major event in the UK. And this was your first major international signing. This guy has been factored into your company since the beginning. Um, 
and people like him. People have always liked Pac, not only as a performer, but also just as as a guy on the show, as a human being. Why wouldn't you want to start bringing him back and reminding people, hey, this guy's pretty badass. Remember him? People have been kind of clamoring for his return. Uh, I don't know what he's up to. We, we've heard so many times that like he does bounce back and forth between living in the UK and, and coming in for TV. But uh, yeah, that that's tough. It, it was... In, in, in ways, it was easier for him to work AEW during the pandemic because he didn't have to go anywhere. You know, he just went home and, and to dailies and the back and forth was probably the commute was a lot easier. Uh, but whatever's going on now, he's been taking his time uh, in coming back or waiting on whatever's going to bring him back. So this is the opportunity to me to bring him back. Then what do you do with Chris Jericho? That's That's the major question I have. Jericho and Don Callis are clearly talking about something. I still think a Takeshita thing is on the horizon because, again, he's been on the silly talk show. <laughs> he was on Talk is Jericho. Both of them were, which usually foreshadows they're going to work together real soon. Uh, so is that going to be the beginning of that story at Blood and Guts? Or is it tonight? Do we start something? I don't know. But uh, that's where my brain is at. Pac or Jericho? I'd like to see Pac better more. I'm not worried about Chris Jericho. What do you do with Chris Jericho, man? Chris Jericho is going to be fine in whatever he does. He'll figure out a way to get himself on television in some way, in some meaningful capacity. That's why I don't think he's necessary for this at all. And I understand they started the thing with Callis and maybe he comes in there with all of this, but like, I ain't worried about what Chris Jericho is up to. That's, That's why I don't want him in this. He doesn't fit in this. Just let him let him do his own thing with the, the Jericho Appreciation Society, who's facing Darby and uh, Orange Cassidy tonight. But run back Jericho and Orange Cassidy for all I care. That's actually that's mean. I'm uh, sorry, do OC. Don't do that. Yeah. What are you doing? Apologies Stop. to you. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, uh, let him just keep doing Jericho Appreciation Society stuff. Just just do that. I don't I don't want. I don't want Jericho in this at all. I like Pac. I like that idea. You know, Elite broke his nose and everything in the uh, best of seven tournament. So, and hadn't been on AWTV since then. Like, I do like that. I've worked myself into a shoot with the homicide thing. And that's where I'm going to just kind of continue to, to champion is like, I think it should be homicide. He fits that match. He fits that environment. He fits the story with Eddie and Moxley that they're still trying to tell. And you can continue to tell that while Eddie is in Japan working the G one. So I've completely worked myself into a shoot with that. I don't think it's actually homicide. I think I'm, I'm setting myself up for disappointment. If, uh, if I continue to like, Oh, it's going to be him. It's going to be him. I don't actually believe it's going to be him, but I do think that's uh that would be a, a good play from, from AEW if they decided to go that route. You've kind of sold me on pack Santana, somebody else who people have mentioned. I, I don't mind that coming back a year later, blood and guts to run it back for him. He's been training, working out. looks like he's doing well. So could possibly see that it's got to be, Pac's a big name and it's got to be like a decent sized name too, right? Like if you got a Bushi on the other side, you got to have like a top and Pac's, Pac's up there. Obviously Jericho is up there. That's why I don't know if like Homicide like quite hits the same way. Um, and same with Santana. Like are, do they hit the same way of like, here's Kota Ibushi coming in. So you've, you've sold me on it being Pac. We'll find out tonight. It's going to be a, a fun episode of Dynamite. I I think judging from what we've seen on the, uh, on the preview, there's going to be some good stuff. 
enjoy the uh, the Ring of Honor Dynamite finale of Commander versus Chris Jericho in the main <laughs> event. Which, if they do announce Jericho, it makes perfect sense that everyone runs out afterwards and they do a big blood and but blood and guts blood and guts brawl to end the show if Jericho is the uh, the fifth man. But who knows? We'll we'll see how that plays out. Jeremy, we uh, we did it. We did two hours. We didn't talk about the G1. Maybe we'll do that on Friday. We got we got a lot of really fun stuff coming for Friday, so stay tuned. We'll be back at 10 a.m. Eastern, as we always are. We have a super chat. I saved it for the end. Tom Talks Rubbish saying, thank you for being nice people. Thank you for letting me share why others love wrestling. Folks, please, during this month, uh, while Tag Talk is on hiatus, we, we have our friend Tom Talks Rubbish doing uh, his Loving Wrestling series, which is dropping every Monday at 3 o'clock Eastern here on the channel. Uh, go check that out. Show Tom some love and check out his channel, Tom Talks Rubbish. We do appreciate the Super Chat. We appreciate you. And uh, Jeremy, take us home. Get us out the plugs and we'll get out of here. Uh, yeah, shout out to Tom Talks Rubbish. Go check out uh, Loving Wrestling. That's that's up now uh, with Dom Smith from from Sound Sphere and, and Wrestle Sphere. And uh, give me a whole yeah. They do some really great interviews over there. And uh, Tom talked to to him. I believe he's talking to Sam uh, for for another episode as well. So go check that out. It's on the channel now. Like Joel said, while Tag Talk is on hiatus, we will be doing running those every single week. Um, and then all the other shows we got on the channel. I don't big spiel, big spiel, big spiel type of thing. There you go. Don't follow me on Twitter. Follow fight at fight talk underscore. Um, Friday, we do have a guest planned. Hopefully it goes through. I will. I'm trying to make it a point to really be here because this is a guest that I was very excited to get. And I kind I don't need to be here for it, but like, it like, makes more sense <laughs> here for it. I think you should absolutely be here for that guest. If we're if we're able to lock you down and lock them down, we should be doing it. It's very possible that like so so the guest is scheduled for for ten fifteen. Uh, so they're just going be transparent about that. Uh, it's very possible that like I just do the interview and then have to leave, um, and then SB three jumps in on the show. But but for yeah. I love all the guests. I appreciate everybody that comes on, does the show. SB3 is very good at this. He could talk to anybody we kind of book and it, it'd be fine. For this particular guest, uh, it's kind of important that I'm here for this guest. Um, so yeah. So hopefully I'll be here all all Friday show or part at least part of Friday show. But I'm I'm super excited for this guest and fingers crossed that we get it, get it all. They show up. They they show up, everything works. I'm always very skeptical about that i don't think anybody's booked until they're back in the backstage area and even then internet issues uh yeah i think that's everything thanks guys for hanging out with us for two hours when we had nobody booked today um a, a rare show where we don't have anybody booked and you know it it was just we a couple of things fell through and it happens what can you do uh but yeah a rare, a rare show on that but still a lot of fun as people listen to me talk about hand job matches god damn <laughs> thank you for supporting us here we really do appreciate it especially like jeremy said when we don't always bring in a guest but once in a while jeremy and i just get to sit here and uh banter with you guys banter with each other just have some fun on a on a wednesday morning as it were this week uh we appreciate it so tell your friends about in the weeds because we're here every monday wednesday and friday at 10 a.m eastern this was a lot of fun it always is fun but this one especially because it's just us completely unhinged talking about what we want to talk about with absolutely no direction in mind but we got through it i am at joel pearl j-o-e-l-p-e-a-r-l we'll be back on friday until then ladies and gentlemen friends beyond the binary we'll see you then cheers
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.